episode 23 with Mo Hyder. In today's episode, Mo and I discuss how he got into the television business and ended up landing here in Nashville, Tennessee. He talks about a teacher of his and how she became a mentor and really encouraged him into getting into the television business. We talk about a lot of the ups and downs of his life through high school, college, and even in his professional career, as well as his weight loss journey where he's lost 40 pounds in the last seven to nine months. He's a true inspiration to anybody that he talks to. We talk about how he achieves his definition of success, what he's learned about himself throughout all the transformations and journeys in his life. We talk about the one key advice he gives to anybody starting out in any profession is being humble, working hard, and understanding that you're going to make mistakes. Finally, Mo tells us what's next for him and what one word he would he would describe himself as or wants to be remembered as when he leaves this earth. I had a great time recording this episode with Mo, and I hope you all really enjoy it and can take a little bit of it here or there in some form or fashion and utilize it in your everyday life. Without further ado, the one and only Mo Hyder. I'm here with Mo Hyder. Mo, how you doing? Doing well, man. Thank you. Good. Glad to have you on. Yeah. Um, we've known each other now, what, a month? Probably, yeah. A month or so? Probably, yeah. Through um, texting and then finally met in person, and uh, it's always a weird to be on this side. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm yeah, always you're always the one reporting. Yeah, I'm, also, I'm always used to you uh, doing your job, so uh, yeah, lay on me. <laughs> I will. It's, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, how do you do more to live life the way you want? Uh, you know what? I always tell myself... Uh, and it's kind of weird that I feel like everything will make sense eventually. And uh, everything that's happened to me, whether it's good or bad, I think about it in retrospect, it completely made sense. I think about, you know, ever since I was like 16 in high school. And I just tell myself whether it's something bad or something good going on that, you know, if I'm confused about it, um, that's kind of how I push myself forward. Be like, you know, it makes sense later on. I just go with it. Right. Otherwise, like, it will, you know, there's that cliche, it does happen for a reason. I do believe that, but I always think that. You know, like whatever happens, you're learning from it, and just to take the best from it and just try to move on that way. That's great. I mean, I feel like I've never heard it that answer phrased that way, but something similar to that. But I, I like the fact that you you take the good with the bad and the bad with the good, and no matter what's going to happen, you look at it as a way as like that's supposed to happen that way. Right. So yeah, that's, I agree. Um, that's cool. I like that a lot. Right. Your high school teacher is the one who who encouraged you to pursue. Yeah. Um, being have a job in TV and yeah, pursuing yeah. the news outlet. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's uh, Miss Bailey, my my uh, high school theater teacher. Miss Bailey. Uh, yeah, Miss Bailey. Shout yeah. out to Miss Bailey. Shout out to Miss Bailey. Yeah, actually, uh, funny story. I actually tracked her down years later. Anyway, uh, it's kind of I kind of accidentally fell into it. I had I got my syllabus and my schedule when I was 16 years old, and it had uh, an extra class. Uh, I had two gym classes on it, and I'm like, I went to my counselor, I'm like, I don't need another gym credit and at that time I wasn't like a gym person like I'm now so maybe back then I would have probably changed my mind but uh she's like okay well there's theater class something you want to take that I'm like yeah it sounds like an easy yet because I was a, I was like an average student you know I wasn't like yeah. a straight A kid I wasn't a bad kid I was just like okay it sounds like an easy day, I'll take it so I, I walked into that class super late that day and she had this she has this really I'll always remember the way she sounds she has this very thick Cajun Louisiana accent so she's like you know you're late right that's not how she sounds. That's the best I can imitate her. And um, 
yeah, introduced myself to her and got really close with her, and uh, we did some a lot of speeches, a lot of writing, a lot of performance in that class, which I, I'd, you know, I had done before, but she kind of like pushed me to uh, really enjoy it. And I realized how, you know, I was how, how much I enjoyed it, how good I was, I was at yeah. it, how much I, I felt like I did, it wasn't work to me, it wasn't classwork to me, it wasn't like when you're in math or science where you well, have to study and really push yourself to do it. Then uh, that was junior year, and I did wellness classes, and she casted me in some of her plays and all that stuff. That's awesome. And, um, you know, I never wanted to pursue, like, movies or anything like that because I, I just didn't see myself really succeeding at that. So I'm like, what else can I do that I can utilize these skills at? And she's like, you know, why don't you try broadcast TV, which I had no clue about. I mean, I watched news and stuff like that. My parents were always watching it, but I never, like, knew anything about it. Right. Then um, college came by. I took some courses and all that stuff and just never looked back. Just there there, there was some, yeah, between now and, like, like through our college, there were ups and downs where I'm like, I probably should do something else. And there were times where I tried, then I just kept going back to it for some weird reason. Because like, <laughs> you're calling, man. That's Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I still make mistakes, You know what's man. funny is I was different in the sense that I used to hate doing speech class. I used to hate, um, like getting up and just public speaking, mm-hmm. even doing like this, like in front of people. But as I got older, I actually liked it more. And my yeah. aunt actually said, why don't you get into like, cause I was coached college football when I first got out of college. Yeah, she's yeah. like, when I was in college, she's like, why don't you get into like broadcast TV and do sports? And I'm like, actually, that's not a bad idea, you know? Right. Um, but then I ended up not doing it. So mm-hmm. I'm a little envious of the job that you have. I think it's really freaking cool. It's it's tough, man. It's tough. I'm I'm so shocked that I'm, I'm in the city, in this store, and talking to you about it years later. When I was, uh, you know, I, which we'll talk about I'm sure later. Which another time where I wasn't getting any offers or any any bites for you know for that matter. Mm-hmm. So you know, every day is a you know blessing that I get to walk out and do do, do what this. you love. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about you grew up in New Orleans yeah. for quite a while. Yeah, um, and you talked about I'm assuming it was Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, yeah, kind of came through. Everyone knows that whole that whole story. Right. And you had to move to Houston. Tell right. me about that experience and, yeah. and what that was like. So we had an uh, we have an aunt that that was living in a Houston suburb at the time. So we uh, it was probably a few days before Katrina and. Well, how old were you at the time? I was 18 at that time. 18? Yeah, wow. so uh, for Katrina and um, my mom and my dad, let's go visit her. You know, she was, she was going through uh, breast cancer at the time. So we just went to go see her and all that stuff before she left for treatment and all that stuff. And I just remember my mom and dad, like, uh, you know, and if you live in South Texas or Louisiana, you're so used to hurricanes. Like, it's just part of life. It's like living in the Midwest dealing with tornadoes. It's just right. like, it's just part of life. You, you just don't really notice it. And there's so many times hurricanes would come, but not the devastation wouldn't happen, or like they would just not hit. And we're like, what are the odds Katrina actually hits? Like, never, nothing has ever happened in right. like 20 years. Sure enough, it did. It basically, I mean, every all of us were, you know, alive back then, so we know what happened. So we just had to stay there for you know two or three weeks. And I still remember I wore the same clothes. Uh, uh, we stayed with the relatives' house, luckily, because I have a, my mom's side is mainly from Texas, so. I had the same pair of clothes for like two or three weeks. And I just remember I woke up in the, like one early morning. I can hear my mom saying, um, oh, the Superdome's roof just flew off. I always remember her saying that. And I'm just like, what the heck? That's wild. Yeah, it's wild. I know what the heck happened. So, just because it's such a huge building. It's such a huge know? building. It's an iconic so, building. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, no disrespect to, you know, Nissan. But, like, I mean, the Superdome, you it's know, every, the Super, Do- yeah. Super Bowl has played there every four years. You know, like the greats have they, played. They host the Sugar Bowl every they year. They host so the Sugar Bowl every yeah. year, yeah. So, I mean, that's that was our city. And uh, 
I, w- I always kind of joke around. I always say news follows me. Mm. So, that's, <laughs> so I kind of like knew that was like my first big story, that experience and all that stuff. So, I mean, uh, yeah. That is kind of wild. Yeah, that's, yeah, so I always remember that. So long story short, we kind of, luckily my dad had a, had a his company had, a, had another office there and he had a buddy that offered him a job. Did have to take a little pay cut. You know, we weren't, we weren't doing well. We weren't. We were doing okay. Uh, you know, uh, it's not like we were going on nice vacations. It's not like we were going to eat at fancy restaurants. But, you know, we had a house. We had my dad had a job. Um, right. I had scholar- I had loans and scholarships and grants for, to go to school and all that stuff. So now, were you, um, did you finish your senior year? Then I was done. I was done. So you already finished. You were going to college. Yeah, I was yeah, basically. It, it happened in August. Yeah, it happened right? in August. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I was. I was. Yeah, I basically got to start at a new school meet new friends and all that stuff, which is, wasn't the, the worst thing in the world, because, like, in college, you should experience different things. Yeah. But, so, I got, uh, I transferred to University of Houston. Um, they had, like, this Where were really, you going, where were you going to go before that? Uh, I had a, I had a drama theater scholarship to the University of New Orleans. Okay. And Houston, I mean, all the schools in Texas are, have like, 50,000, 60,000 students, man. Like, so, I remember when I got, I had, like, this uh, relief transfer that they gave me, so, and they, had, they have a really good broadcasting program, so it kind of helped me in that sense. Everything worked out for, for a reason. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's, and, uh, but, I mean, it was just like a different planet coming from a city. I mean, I'm sure, I think New Orleans is smaller than Nashville, actually, but then going to Houston, the fourth largest city, and, like, you're dealing with so many, you know, people. It's like, it's kind of yeah, like it's a culture a, shock. Kind of like the way Nashville is now. Uh, it's, it's it was like a transplant city where you see all people from different cultures and countries and mm-hmm. states all there together, and it wasn't what I was used to, what I grew up around. Uh, traffic was brutal. I was used to everything being five ten minutes away. Uh, obviously, making new friends is tough. Uh, well, the, the, it, the heat was brutal. I didn't you know, that. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> think about that. It's Texas heat. Yeah. But in a sense, like your profession that you're in, you have to move ever so many years to kind of like elevate in, at, the, at your career um, not not necessarily but that's kind of the way some yeah, careers yeah. work you know yeah yeah no ours ours is very uh, very much like that there's a few people that get lucky that don't have to do that, that much but obviously the conventional way myself included we all have to do that right so I want to go back to the college days you had talked about like you had some ups and downs in college and you talked about a mentor that kind of helped you get through some stuff what did that person do for you and how important is it to you and how important do you think it is for other people to have a person like that or a mentor in their life? Yeah, man, you definitely hit the nail on the head of that question. Um, you know, when you're in college, you're it's it's just like a different world. I was a uh, you know, you you have these bad breakups and stuff like that that really affect you. I had death in the family. Uh, I had uh, fallout with my best friend uh, who also happened to like, so that uh, really ate me up a lot. And I remember one semester. Man, my GPA was like 1.7. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. So it's it's a miracle that everything worked out great. Um, and I wasn't. I wanted to focus. I just wanted to get there, get to school, and just write and do my my radio and TV classes. I didn't really focus on math, science, and yeah. And they make you kind of take history. all those. History yeah. and poli sci was cool. I mean, because like I, I I'm into that stuff. But I'm like, you can't get their credits without taking all those courses and stuff like that so like i'd like ace my you know radio class but on my newspaper class but like my other class it wouldn't do so hot and then i'm dealing with like you know stuff with girls and stuff like that and like so and um, dealing with life dealing dealing with life yeah and the issue i I had which was bothering hope i'm not getting off a tangent is just being uh not mentally strong like physically strong is different but like being mentally strong having to be able to juggle different 
James Harder is the same time. Really yeah, and I, I, I admire people that can do that. You know, it's like, you know, when you, you look at a guy like, you know, LeBron James, he, he's, if you're down like 20 points and he's, he doesn't care what the crowd is saying, he can still come back and right. uh, bring his team back and stuff like that. So that mental fortitude, I just wish I had at that point. I, I mean, I still struggle with this today, but like it was, it, it wasn't good. So, um, you know, I didn't do so hot academically. I just wanted to hang out with my buddies and just, you know, just focus on TV. And, and the men, this mentor is the one. Yeah. Who, so um, I, I didn't go to school for a year. Um, I took a couple courses at community college. As I was working as a waiter at a restaurant. And um, this one professor of mine, who I'm still very, very close to till this day, I, I was actually home a month ago and I went to have, have dinner with her. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I see her about once or twice a year, but we're always emailing and texting. So she had 20, 25 years of experience in the industry. She just wanted to teach as a kind of way to give back to the students. And uh, man, we just hit it off. She, uh, when I enrolled in her class, I just picked her brain about everything. And I never, you know, I was so moved and motivated by her. She was so, she's so inspiring and so genuine and really cares. And she really, kind of got you out of your funk. Yeah, it just really helped my writing and really encouraged me to, you know, yeah, I can actually do this because I had a lot of doubts, man, most times. I even thought about switching majors. I, there was one semester where I tried to take, like, uh, you know, business classes or computer classes, and, and, like, I just was, I had to force myself to do it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm like, why am I doing this, man? Like, I'm selling myself right. out. So it was, this wasn't my calling. And, uh, the way she helped my writing, the way she helped my presentation, and just being a friend more so than that. And uh, she gave me great letters of recommendations and everything, and uh, stuck by me the entire time. All the rejections I got, I got 50, 100, 100 rejections maybe after senior year. And uh, I was going to ask you about that. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said it took you like a year to it get a job. It took me a year. It took me a year. To get your first job. What, what, why was that, it so hard? Why was so what hard? was that like? Yeah. So <laughs> this is kind of... Um, this has to do with me and her. So like, it was like April or maybe late March. My graduation was in May, that yeah, 2012, yeah. So in our business, it's not like you just fill out an application that's, and, you know, you get an interview. It's, it's not like that. You got to have like a, a good demo reel of what you've done, yeah. what you can do, and, and stuff like that. I didn't know that at all. I thought it was just like you had to just like you, 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 you apply, you, you can find an ad on Craigslist and just like send your application. That's no, that's not remotely true until she told me that. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> I have, I'm graduating like a month. And I have, I, don't, I can't do any of this. So I grabbed a buddy in the class. I was, uh, I'm still pretty good friends with too. And we just, we, he had his camera and we rented some equipment from the library and started shooting these random stories. And, so and he, were they real they, stories or just they're, these kind they're, of they're like campus stuff like you know what's uh what do you think of the, the new football stadium or like <laughs> what, what do you think of parking and That's stuff awesome. like that yeah and like I, I don't i don't have the footage anymore i think it's on like one of my old laptops but like it, you it, like, should find that for sure i yeah would but like it was so bad that i would not hire me like yeah. seriously i had like a faux hawk i had like uh <laughs> like my, like my like i was wearing like stuff like this and stuff and it was uh, this is really bad, and yeah, you're I, usually suited up when I see. Yeah, I, 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 to be to get off a tangent, this is more so my look. I, yeah, I, like I, I wear suits because I have to, but right. like, if it feels up to me, I mean, t-shirt jeans. You go casual, that's man, right. Yeah, casual. That's that's kind of that, that's that's me. That's me. Um, so yeah, like I didn't have any material. I was sending stuff like like I put together on my own, and I tried doing that multiple times. Like even, I even one time I went on Craigslist and hired a, like a professional photographer to do the same thing. I might have got one or two like like inquiries that were like not from like really good places but like i just uh, I, I i never gave up on it 
so what happened was I had there I found I researched the school website again close like about 10 months later and they let me re-enroll as a post-grad student and uh, for an internship class where I can get an internship at, a, at any of the local TV stations. So that's how I was able to make that's a resume. Wow, that's awesome. And the thing is, I got the recommendation because she wrote me a recommendation. So did one of my newspaper teachers. Yeah. You know what's funny is when I first got out of college, it took me about six months to get my first coaching job. And it wasn't because I couldn't have done the job. It was just it, there's such a small time frame in that profession to land one of those jobs. And mm-hmm. if you're not like – the top top candidate you're not going to get it yeah, so yeah. i can relate a little bit to yeah. wait like trying to figure it out you're like oh my god i just graduated i'm not making any money i need to make some money yeah. like how am i going to do it and start my career so way to stay with it i mean it's panned yeah. out well for you yeah it, it takes a while man and um I, I just remember i was just waiting tables like over uh, over like late at night time i'd go to the internet the station over like in the mornings yeah like i do now Hustling. Hu- yeah, no, hustling, man. It was, it was job, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was, it wasn't even paid, honestly, dude. I was desperate to take it. They only <laughs> took about 10 kids that summer, I remember. Uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it's funny how, how, that, how, that, how that pans it out. It is crazy. Everything happens for a reason, back to our original point. For sure. The worst part was just being home and all your friends are got like these five figure jobs and thinking about putting down payments on houses and all that stuff. I'm like sleeping on a couch, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. It you was, know, I uh, think that brings up a topic that, you know, I, I didn't have as, as something that I wanted to talk about, but I feel like we compare ourselves to uh, our friends and our, you know, our peers all the time. Totally. It's just like you got to try to stay in your own lane and do you. Yeah, yeah, and, no, 100% uh, agree. I think you're definitely doing that now. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're out here hustling. You're crushing it in Nashville. Talk about your journey to Nashville and how your experience in, in Nashville has been so far. Yeah, uh, man, I've been wanting to come here for a long time because it's uh, – it's, it's all, it was always on TV and the media and everything like that, and it's it's everything I, I thought it would be even more. So honestly, um, actually, um, after going also through some difficult times, uh, I got I was working in Green Bay, Wisconsin for about 18 months. Pack. The pack, yeah, the pack, which is by the way, if anybody wants to experience a good old Packers game. Anyway, so I would um, another thing we talk about with mentors and stuff like that. Uh, I think you always. I don't think success comes by itself. You always have to credit to people that helped you along the way. Oh, no and there's doubt. that there's that saying. I think um, the Texas football coach uh, Tom Herman said is like you're uh, you're nobody without the people around you. And That's I 100% right. agree. You know, and I, I desperately need to help. The uh, this was a this was a very low point in my life. Uh, and, and again, I wanted to say that you know I think you, when me and you chatted a few weeks ago, you talked about the peaks and valleys. Yeah. And like you, you're always going to be. You know, you might have those highs, but those lows are going to come back. It's just, it's just part of life, you know. Part like, of the journey. Part of the journey, yeah, totally. So, uh, you know, she, I remember uh, months later she called me, and there's some people you meet that you that really, really, you know that they're the real deal and the, their intentions are always good. They just want to help you. Right. My old boss maybe asked me, asked me one question about myself, and uh, she's like, told me she liked me and stuff like that, flew me out to... The, the great city of Green Bay, Wisconsin, population 100,000, and I didn't know much about it except the Packers, and uh, it just, uh, you know, I, I, I really felt a really good connection with this woman, and I knew she would mold me into person, the professional I wanted to be, and uh, I still remember that day, you know, took me to Lambeau Field, and I'm like, You're hooked. You, can, you can hear Brett Favre and Charles Woodson and Reggie White and, you know, Donald Driver and all these people that, you know, you're standing on one of America's yeah. biggest, oh, I, America's historic. I was born in Wisconsin, so I, oh, nice. they're, they're kind of my second team. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, it was funny, that day I flew in, um, 
the city was covered in snow, like literally covered in snow. Like I don't know how much feet it was. And they put me up at a hotel down the street from where the station was, and I got snowed in, and so I had to stay there for an extra <laughs> day. With the, and literally, like, with nothing to do. It's like I was watching the bowl games. It was bowl season when it was on, so. <laughs> it explains why it was uh, snowing. Yeah, it explains why it was snowing. Yeah, that's true. And, like, that, my old boss just puts her credit card at the desk. She's like, order whatever you want, just, you know, because you're probably going to be stuck here for a while. And I, was, I had to fly out of Chicago because it was the closest to the biggest airport. And I think I got my flight delayed again. So I didn't get back to Houston that, that weekend until maybe like 1 o'clock in the morning. Probably so, like 75 in Houston, too. I don't remember. It was so <laughs> cold that day, but I don't remember. So um, There was no snow. Yeah. And so my, you know, my 18 months there was such an amazing experience. I got to do so much. Um, it wasn't like, you know, how my job is here. I was doing a lot more. It was much a smaller place with a lot less resources. But... Uh, I met some amazing people. I still got a group chat with five guys that I, I keep in touch with till this day That's with awesome. them. Uh, some probably gonna be some lifelong friends. Uh, she believed believed in me so much. Uh, still, you know, keep in touch with her. Uh, got got to do some cool things. Got to pack herself. I got to go to DC twice. Uh, I got to anchor the weekend news, news there. Uh, and she um, was the one that helped you get here yeah, in Nashville, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. so. Um, Fast forward maybe, let's say, last summer, okay, towards the end of the summer, they had an opening here, my current job, and uh, I was like, I went into her office that day, I'm like, listen, I'm going to be straight up forward with you, I don't keep things from you, because she, you know, she, is, she was a very motherly figure to me, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you, I really want that Nashville job, can I please put it, it's, it's the same company, so like, can I please just put in a transfer request, and she's like, you know, yes, yes, we, I know you wanted that work there for so long. That's awesome. And this is, it, gets, it gets more bizarre after this. So there was a conference in Minneapolis that same week that we, me and a couple of my buddies that I still keep in touch with were sent to. And some of my coworkers here were at that conference. And ironically, I met them. And uh, I guess we all hit it off. And um, Like, bring Mo down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My current, <laughs> then my current boss contacts my old boss and that uh, while I was on vacation. And I guess they had a pretty good conversation. And uh, I was I, visit, I was visiting my parents back home in Houston that same weekend, and I did the interview and all that stuff. Uh, I don't think I've ever prepared that hard for an interview as I did with that one. Then I was flying, uh, I had to get a connecting flight to Milwaukee to get back to Green Bay because uh, the flights are really expensive. And the minute I landed in Green Bay, I you're just like, you're yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah, she she uh, the minute no, the minute I landed in Milwaukee, I mean, uh, she called me and you know gave me the offer and that's awesome. So like, hey, let's uh, get you down here a couple of weeks. Now here we are sitting here <laughs> now, on the podcast. Now we are sitting on the podcast. I love so it. It's, you know, it's just weird how all that happened, and that's probably one of the most bizarre things that's ever happened to me. Well, I'm so, glad uh, you're here. I'm yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy, a, man, happy to be here. Made a new friend. And, yeah, yeah, all these, uh, it's, it's and been I've been awesome. here for nine months, and God, I've seen so many incredible things already. And yeah, this, like, city's, man, this city's on this fire. City, this city's nuts, man. What advice would you have for someone that's not necessarily even in your profession, but in any mm-hmm. profession starting out, because of all the trials and tribulations that you've had, mm-hmm. you just kept, you kept with it, right? You stayed positive, and you, and you trusted the process. Mm-hmm. And what would you share with someone who's kind of going through something like that? Just be humble. Uh, ask for help. I, I feel like our generation in particular, they always want this like instant gratification and they just want to do everything on their own. No, like you don't know everything. Just ask for advice. Get a mentor. Like I told you, like uh, whether it's a parent, whether it's a, somebody in your profession, whether it's a sibling or a friend, ask questions. Ask for advice. Ask, get yourself critiqued. You know, do the do those low-paying jobs do work for free i did it right 
I worked, I was making minimum wage almost like my first job. And it just, it had, uh, it, it happens. You had, you just have to really, uh, the same, uh, one thing I love about uh, athletes and coaches, you know, a lot of, a lot of them crit- criticize for, oh, they get paid too much money. And I'm like, well, you know what? I think they deserve that money because they put their bodies through all that discipline and all that yeah. dedication. And there's only, Okay, there's what there's 54 guys on an NFL roster. You tell me those guys don't deserve to get paid. I mean, look at right. look at all the stuff they did. So, my the reason I admire them so much because they have that tenacity and that dedication. I always compare myself or what an athlete would do. Like, right. what, what would a guy like Tom Brady do? What would a guy like Aaron Rodgers do? The work ethic, the work ethic, like yeah. that. Like, and, you, and your, your profession and coaches, like a lot of the guys, those are grad assistants, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, they were getting paid like what 10 bucks an hour sometimes. I know what I was making when I first coached. It wasn't a whole hell of a lot. It wasn't um, a hell of a lot. So you did that. So let you humble, yourself, humble yourself and be willing to work. Yeah. You're like you're not gonna have that dream gig or that dream lifestyle right out of college. I mean, there's very few professions that have that. But I mean, I mean, I don't. I never heard of a successful person say like I got everything easy. Right. I've no, never heard that in my life. I love that humble and work hard. Yeah. Um, those two go hand in hand. And it's, it's true. I mean, I remember when I first, when I was a senior in college, I was trying to get, a, you know, set some interviews up. Yeah. I worked Mike Tomlin's camp. Uh, and Steelers. I said, yeah, Steelers, I said, <laughs> coach, just give me an opportunity and I'll prove that I'll, I'm a hard worker and, and you, you can count me as an asset. He said, you haven't put in that, you haven't put in the time yet. And I'm like, well, look, like, give me an opportunity to put in the time. But what he was really saying is like, go get a job and understand what I'm talking about. Don't just come straight to the NFL. Yeah. Now, some people can have that luxury and get get lucky or, or are good enough to do that. Sure, sure. Um, not that I wasn't good enough, but he. What I saw later on was okay. I went and got a job at like a, a you know smaller school and mm-hmm. put my dues in. Now I since left the profession, but that's what he was talking about. He's like, you got to go pay your dues. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I love that humble and humble and work hard. Yeah, like one thing I wanted to add to all that, just don't be afraid to mess up. When people fail, they mess up. It just you just gotta get back up and you know, just do it again. I remember, uh, God, man, I, I messed up so many times. I remember 2013. Like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a super emotional person, or like, like I mean, I, I like, I mean, I'm a sentimental person, but like, I'm not gonna like totally be upset or you know, and show it. And I just came home one day, just broke down because I was, I, I just couldn't handle the job. I just couldn't all these. Um, Things, different things are thrown at me in a different direction. My, and my mm-hmm. first job, they were going through like a tough phase at that time where I had, like my boss was counting on me. I mean, but I pulled through. So what I'm saying is, if you fail, don't be afraid to mess up or fail. I mean, I just I remember uh, like when uh, LeBron Dwayne Wade lost to the Mavericks to win the finals uh, oh, yeah. the first year, and LeBron said, you know what, that was my greatest achievement. And he went on one what three championships three after championships, that. Yeah. So. It's, that stuff happens. I mean, you're gonna mess up. You're not. That's how you're gonna learn. How for sure. Better. I think those three things are, are are great advice. They're key for anybody. They can use it in all facets. How do you achieve your definition of success? My definition of success, like I, I would say, if you're happy, then that's success. That that's success right there. It doesn't matter what your bank account is, or what shirt you're wearing, or what car you're driving. I think if you if you got to where you wanted to be, and this is what you want in life, and whether that's you know having starting a family, your dream job, or you, you just you're healthy or whatever you want, if you're happy, I think that's my definition of success. I didn't know it was gonna be in Nashville. Uh, you know, right. I had dreams of working in New York City at one point. You know, I had everything changes. So I think every I think it's a subjective term. You know, I think we all have different mm-hmm. definitions of it. I have some friends who just who just went out to get their careers and make money. I have some friends that are more passionate, more entrepreneurial. 
I had my own journey. So I think as long as you're happy, that's that's success right there. And, and do you achieve that by pursuing your passions every day? I think I think versus uh, maybe a dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I don't think people are do well at things unless unless they're emotionally compelled to do it. I don't think if they're if they're not into it, I don't think they're going to do well. Honestly, yeah. In my opinion, I, it's hard to force yourself to do something and do it well, and you know, make if money's are goal end goal, then do it like that. Because you you look at athletes, look at the, look at these uh these businessmen, look at you know like Facebook or right. Twitter and Google. It's just like they were really good at it. They wanted to do something to change yeah. the world, and that's what happened. Well, I think. If you're really into something, it shows a lot more than if it actually shows just as much. Actually, if you're not into it, because there's just no, there's not that that passion there. Piggyback on that, I turned out a job that paid about twenty five grand more than my first job because I really wanted to work in TV. <laughs> That's so because awesome. my my buddy who's a partner at a tax firm in Houston, uh, I'm just like I, I can't do this. I can't I, like I cannot sell myself out. Yeah. And like I'm like because you don't want you don't want to be like forty like you know what could have been you know right. or like. You, uh, or just feel like you're, I don't, I, you don't want to be un, unfulfilled, and you know I didn't want to see like other people on you know, doing what I do, and I'd be like, you know, that's, that's supposed to be my job. Yeah, that's supposed to be my job. So whether I'm going to do it forever, I don't know. But like you know, I did it, and I didn't want to have those regrets in my life. And it sacrificed a lot. Your relationships, being away from your family, and stuff like oh, that. No doubt. But, but I think there's pros and cons, and sacrifices, and things that you give up for any job or anything that you're going to do in life. Yeah. And uh, I think you're great at what you do, so Thanks, I'm, I'm proud that you uh, stuck with it. Um, yeah. Something else that I'm proud of you about <laughs> more recently, my man yeah. lost 40 pounds, yeah. over 40 pounds, yeah, hit his target weight in, what, yeah. seven months? Seven months. I'm, I'm probably going to cut some more because we're going to start bulking this summer. I talked to my trainers about that. But uh, it's um, something that, I, like I just told you, their sacrifices. Something that I, I'm not happy about is I think since college, I really let myself go physically. I had my phases where I, I might have done some weight training in the CrossFit or like dieting, then I just wouldn't be consistent about it. Then last summer, we were on vac- before I came to Nashville, actually, I was on vacation with my parents. They're like, you need to do something about yourself. I was too. It was like 244, and mm-hmm. like both, and it was just not me. That was like the highest you'd ever the weighed? The highest I've ever weighed, literally, uh, the highest I ever weighed. And I came, uh, I, was, I was Googling gyms when I was in Wisconsin. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to waste time. i got to find something. I, I was looking, 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 looking. I found boot camp, the gym I do uh, currently go to. And I just called, uh, called one of the coaches. He'd be like, hey, can you just, I'll pay the first initiation fee. I just want to reserve a spot. I just, this looks, this looks like something I want to try. Mm-hmm. And I stuck by it. And uh, then 40 pounds later, this is how it looked like. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so- yeah. Sean Booth and Jordan Peters, yeah. the co-founders there. Yeah, yeah. What what has their leadership and, and training um, skill sets? Tell me about that journey and how they helped you get to where you're at. Man, I mean, like we talked the discipline, uh, the dedication to to health, and I think they just know they're they're, co- they're coaches. They know how to rally the troops. They know how to lead, which I think is important for uh, any sport. Uh, I, they encourage me, believe in me. You know, it's not like when you, it's not like some gyms I've gone to where you just feel intimidated. You feel like you can't really do this. You can't be, you get to that body size that you want. Yeah. Uh, just being patient, patient with me, encourage, giving me advice, like not, not, you know, giving me time. Like I, I'll stay after class, pick their brain about stuff, text them, call them, or uh, show them that they show me they care about me. I care about them. Uh, um, you know, and I don't want to 
disappoint them by not putting 100% effort. Absolutely. So just you know, just kind of more, you know taking care of me while I'm there and stuff like that and uh, showing me that they care about me. So so uh, this is this is kind of a similar concept to that. But what did you learn about yourself, or what did they teach you about yourself? Just giving you confidence. Yeah, that, 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 not uh, that you're not confident, but just did they give right. you more confidence? They gave me more confidence, and they uh, that I can push myself to do what I want. Uh, that I, you know, I didn't have to be like like a high school or college athlete to get to that level. Uh, that I, I wasn't born a certain way. I wasn't. There wasn't like a genetic thing. I can all I had to do literally was work out and diet and just right. I dedicate myself to it. Uh, Consistency. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard to explain, but you know, you they they encourage you try to make the workouts fun. Uh, try to uh, once you see the results, really, that's where. Once I saw those results, uh, week three, month one, month two, one, month three, that's when I'm like, I'm doing something You're right. You're on something. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, we, another thing, I guess it's kind of off a tangent, but we, me and you talked about fashion like a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. like, you, you you mentioned that you were that guy who went to the mall with his mom with a child, and I was like that oh, too, yeah. man. Uh, if I'm not in the shape, I'm not going to look good and enjoy what I want to do. You know, I come to... Britney store to check out stuff and if, luckily, like, if it didn't fit me I'd be kind of embarrassed but luckily it did <laughs> yeah yeah so uh no I'm, I'm wearing stuff I haven't worn in a while uh I get to enjoy something I'm passionate about awesome. uh fashion is just as much as part of me as news is so like I just uh I get to enjoy one of my hobbies uh we're in Nashville so everybody's hip and trendy that's you know, right. don't want to you don't want to not well, congrats, be that man I mean that's yeah. that's such a killer accomplishment to 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 be proud of. Yeah, no, thanks, man. I'm happy, uh, happy, and I'm happy to share that with other people. There are come people coming to me for workout advice. A guy who did not play any sport in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm, as I'm sitting there listening to you about your transformation, your your weight journey, a personal project of mine that I've been working on, and I kind of put a little plug in here and there with different episodes that I've done. But I call it CPR, and it's consistency, patience, and relationships. Uh-huh. So for me, it's like. It's, a, it's like my business version of CPR. When you perform CPR, you're breathing life into something. And I think those three elements are how you breathe life into if you want to transform your body, if you want to build a business, or if you want to pursue a career. You have to be consistent, but you also have to be patient with the results and then your relationships with your trainers. You know, it's like, to me, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I love hearing that. So yeah, thank you for uh, for yeah, man. for talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know, this is something a lot of people struggle with, man. I can name probably ten people off the top of my head that struggle with this. Uh, I, can, I mean, I look at my my messages on my Instagram or Facebook, be like, hey, what are you doing? How are you achieving this? And you're not. We're, we're on the same age. You know, like the older you get, your body's gonna decline, man. You yeah. can't you can't have eat like a pizza and just expect <laughs> to like look good the next pack. day. Six, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's just we can't eat like college kids anymore, man. Like you no. gotta. And luckily, we live in a wonderful city with good options, you know. So we have that. We do have that luxury of getting healthy snacks and stuff like that. But uh, not everybody does. And uh, I, I just want to make it a part of my life. I will promise. The promise I made to myself is that I will never ever go back to those unhealthy habits again. So and it's, awesome. it's weird. Like I, I feel weird not working out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, no, I know that. I, I usually, I usually take. I always take one recovery day because you kind of have to. Like I did one yesterday, but like. And let's say if I can't make it, uh, you know, I always make sure you know I go for a run. Uh, do I do some, something. I do some, do some push-ups or do some something, man. It's like just I make sure maybe not eat a heavy dinner that day. Just yeah, do, do for something. Sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I, you know, it's it's amazing. There's there's a lot more. Do have a high goals with that. You know, I want, I want to bulk up this summer. I want to. 
get more defined. You know, I'm not Let's where I'm. be peace mode over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, maybe hopefully people confuse me and Sean. <laughs> Who knows? Or I love me. it. Yeah. So what's next for you? What's that? Uh, I'm I'm enjoying Nashville, man. This is yeah. uh, this is home. This is home now. Um, like I said, I don't know how long I'm gonna be here, but uh, this is home. I'm focusing on my time here. Uh, this was this was one of my goals. I want to make sure I get everything out of it here. I want to meet as many people as I can. I want to check out different places, uh, do as many stories on some amazing people as much as I can. You know, and uh, that's, that's awesome. yeah, yeah. I, it's, it. I, I I don't I don't try to think too far ahead, but that's uh, that's where I'm at right now. And like I said, you know, we all have bad days, but you know, you know, not a single day goes by where I'm on not on, you know, I-40, you see that Batman building and everything, right. and I'm just not thankful that I'm here because <laughs> I've been to some places where you don't want to be, so, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's not, like, six feet of snow like Green Bay. No, no, there's not that, and uh, I don't think I'm going to experience that ever again. So. <laughs> um, before I get to the last question, yeah. um, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, yeah, uh, social, my Instagram, which I, that's usually my main source of uh, communication on social media. I feel like in this town, people use Instagram more so than anything else. Yeah, Instagram's a pretty big Yeah, which was a stock right now. So my Instagram handle is just uh, mhider TV. I'm sorry, mohider TV. That's M O my last name H A I D E R TV. And I do tweet a lot, so that's also I think I just recently changed it, so I got to double check that one. Uh, that's is just mhider underscore nc5 nc5 yeah so that, that's my twitter handle i mean facebook you just honestly just go type my name and you'll find, yeah. you'll find it i feel like uh, people are shying away from facebook a little bit i still use it to keep in touch with people i check yeah, it out every day i mean pretty... you talked on it the other yeah. day so like yeah so i, I still use that all the and time and we can see you on uh, news channel five yeah yeah daily <laughs> yeah check you out in the mornings from uh, four to eight <laughs> i'm in there uh, plenty of plenty of times all right so last question if there was one word to describe you after you're, you know, passed on from, from Earth, mm. what would that one word be? Man. Or what do you hope that one word is? I would say, I would say tenacious. I, 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 uh, whether it was a relationship, whether it was uh, a job, whether it was any problem I had, I think I stuck it out and I tried to find my, my dig myself out of those holes. I don't, I don't think I ever... Uh, I'm very persistent. I'm not. I'm not like a pushy person. I'm not gonna like aggravate someone or stuff like that if I know they don't want to. I'm just. Uh, I'm persistent in that in that regard. Like if I. Like, I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. You can always compromise and things, but I don't think I would ever like settle for something when I felt in my heart that something that this this right. could be this can be fixed. Yeah. Well, I love it, man. That's a great answer. I appreciate your time. Thank you for coming yeah, man, that, on. No, uh, it's an honor. I appreciate it. Hope you, hope you enjoyed it. Oh, no, dude, totally. Yeah. Look, I hope it, it was a little uh, a little fun being on the other side of things. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's rare when I actually get to do that, but uh, no, it's, it's certainly fun. Uh, it's always, I appreciate what you're doing. It's always good to help people. Thank you, man. And uh, thank you again for the, uh, the awesome feature. Thank you. Guys.